if 2020 has proved anything, it's that we absolutely need a budget that actually works. Today, we'll dive in into how you two can create a budget that fits you and your goals. Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. While budgets have always been a big deal in the personal finance space, I think this year people can truly appreciate how important they are and why they matter when it comes to not just your finances, but your routines. For those of us who have been hit hard by the pandemic, either directly or indirectly, the budget has had to be completely redone. And even if things are relatively stable job-wise, we're still reflecting on how we could do better. A budget is not going to fix all of our problems, but a good budget, the one we actually enjoy and can stick with, can be a huge help and stress relief. But how do you make a budget that fits your family's circumstances and goals? How do you make one that still allows some room for fun? While I enjoy helping people figure out their budget, I brought in someone who absolutely understands and enjoys the process. It's a topic dear to my heart and everyone's heart here at Tiller Money, and it's something we think a lot about. So love talking about it. That's Peter Polson. He's the founder of Tiller, a fantastic and customizable budgeting tool. He's also a husband who understands firsthand that it takes effort to work together on a budget that fits you, but it's so worth it. In this episode, we're going to be discussing defining your budget's priorities, how to work through the two biggest obstacles couples face with budgets, and how to build a better budget together. Let's get started. I know you guys have this philosophy of your money is important because your life is more important. And I think a lot of people can appreciate that because now more than ever, we're saying like our finances are reflecting our lives. And if we want to, you know, either maintain a certain lifestyle or adjust or change, it really does come down to like, are your finances aligned towards your situation and your goals? So I want to jump in. I think people have a misconception is the idea of a budget. Like they feel like it's a straitjacket or they feel like it's a, a restriction and everybody has a different philosophy. What would you say a budget is? I would just go back, you know, the whole money matters because life matters more. I think money, what we are seeing right now is that mm-hmm. money can be one of those things that is something that's stressful, something that weighs on us when uh, we're uncertain about it. As we feel a little bit more control, it allows us to then focus on everything else that is more important, our family, our work, our friends, our our life. So yeah, what is a budget? There are many ways to do things, but mm-hmm. one you know, age old tenant is if you want to improve something, you can't do that without tracking and yep. seeing where you are. A budget is simply a plan that says, mm-hmm. here's what I think I'm going to make over this next period of time. Here's what I think I'm going to spend. And then tracking and seeing mm-hmm. how do I compare? Did I actually make that? 
And did I actually spend that? And that's, that's all a budget is. It doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. And also life has its curveballs. No one saw the situation we're in right now coming. A lot of us have lost some or all of our incomes. It's affected Mm -hmm. us all. It's also affected how we spend money. And so no one's budget had the, well, Mm -hmm. here's the pandemic scenario in it. And and that's Mm -hmm. okay. Right. Because the whole part of a budget is it's life. So let's mm-hmm. stay flexible with it. It's a place where we can check in and say, here's mm-hmm. what I thought I was going to spend and make. Here's what I'm actually spending and making. And then let's take it into the next month and the month after with the goal being that we can live within our means. A, a budget does reflect that and can be so powerful and helpful. I know there's so many different ways you can slice it, but the philosophy I like about the 50-20-30 rule is if you look at a budget at its basic goals, you want to take care of those essential bills, right? Try to give yourself some financial stability, hopefully, you know, build up um, some wealth for your family or next generation. And then, of course, enjoying now, you know, got to enjoy that now. I see a lot of conflicts with couples where one spouse is going towards this aspect, which is maybe long-term and the other is more like, well, we're making this money, let's enjoy it. So it can be tricky, right? It can be hard to find a budget that fits. A lot of families now are directly or indirectly affected. Their budgets have shifted. What can they do? Do you have any tips on how a couple can kind of look at their numbers and make their budget fit them and their goals? Sure. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. You know, the 50-30-20 is a great framework because it gives mm-hmm. us a place to start. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I think everyone comes to a number that fits their situation, and mm-hmm. it might be different than that. It might be 30-30-30, or it might be 80 19 one or it really, mm-hmm. and so going back also, there's no judgment here. It's just yeah. about let's let's dive into our numbers. So, Where's the place to start? What's interesting is that many people, actually most people, and this was mm-hmm. this was sort of a shocker as a, when I, in the early days of Tiller Money, when I started Tiller Money, talking to people about their finances and realizing how many of us had no idea of where our money went. If you actually were to ask someone, walk down the street and, and ask someone socially distance, draw a pie chart and show me where your money is allocated. Most people uh, are doing the headlights and they draw a blank. And and if that's you, that's okay. That's actually a common situation to be in. Technology makes it so easy to spend. It makes it with a click and a swipe. And a, we it, technology has made it possible to spend without keeping in touch. And so mm-hmm. a good place to start is to actually look at a month of expenses. Mm-hmm. If you're partway through the month and just say, okay, let's start here and, and, Maybe we can sketch out what we think we're going to be spending this month. We know we're going to get that wrong. So let's actually just track it. So we have our rent or our mortgage. We have groceries. That's a moving target right now because we're all eating in more. And let's, let's, let's actually track this month and see where we spend our money. And that gives us a really good baseline. What's interesting is that tracking is literally half the battle because mm-hmm. as soon as we start tracking we're more aware and we're more in the numbers. And all of a sudden that pie chart starts to fill in, in our head, even when we're not through the month, we can start to acknowledge, Oh yeah, we've already been spending a lot of discretionary or maybe we haven't been spending a lot of discretionary and, 
and we probably have a little wiggle room. Mm-hmm. You're going to be, a, you're just going to be in the know. You're going to be mm-hmm. much more immersed in your numbers and in a better position to have an intuitive feel. And then as the month goes, you'll actually have a very detailed analytical assessment of yeah. the month. And that is a really, really good place to start. Let's track all of our expenses for a month. And you can do it on a sheet of paper. Obviously, here at Tiller Money, we're big proponents of a spreadsheet, but the Mm -hmm. tool doesn't matter. Uh, Mm -hmm. Do it in a place that makes sense to you and do it for a month. That's going to give you a great baseline. Now, with the next month, then you can say, okay, we know last month we spent this, 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 and this. Now, Mm -hmm. we have a a firm baseline and, and this going into the new month, we think it'll be a little higher here, a little lower there. Last month, maybe we spent above our means, or maybe we spent well within our means. And so here's how we want to adjust. And you'll have an informed baseline to start. Yeah, I I, I love that. I know how hard it is sometimes when I, I, I chat with people in the community, they feel like they have to do everything at once. And I agree yeah. with you completely. Like just tracking the numbers is so powerful because of that awareness that you have because no one is a perfect robot where they they stick 100% to the plan. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. If you kind of budget that in with your spending, you have a little bit of buffer, but we all have like these little small kind of expenses that add up and kind of surprise us. But if you can one track, that is a huge win. And then like your phrase, uh, judgment free is sit down Mm -hmm together. It can be a separate night and review those spending. And like, was that a good expense? And and it's not, again, judging like um, eating out. This was worth it. We've ate out once, once a week, like supporting a local business. So that's more than we're usually spending for like a family dinner, but we're like, (laughs) it was worth it. And then other expenses you might say, yeah, we can cut back on, or we can redirect. But that first part, absolutely necessary is like tracking the numbers. So yes. and yeah, I'm just going to dive in on a couple of points there. Well said. When you think about the stress, there's two kinds of stress I see with couples. One kind of a stress is purely based on misinformation. And that's really easy in a relationship because often one of the couples is paying the bills. Maybe they're paying the visa bill. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're also doing, have started some mm-hmm. of this tracking, but maybe, maybe not. And the other might not be paying the bills and might be out of the loop. It's really hard to calibrate because one might feel, gosh, aren't we spending a lot on shoes or gosh, don't you think we're spending a lot on this or that? And so having the numbers in one place where, Mm -hmm. where both partners can look at them creates already creates some alignment because Mm -hmm. now it's not based on misinformation. Now, the second step is your goals may diverge. One of you may be wanting to save for a vacation and the other may simply be wanting to pay down that, that credit card bill uh, or make an improvement to the house. Mm-hmm. And so then you can start to come together on the goals. Mm-hmm. If, if you've tackled the misinformation because you, you have the mm-hmm. shared sheet where you can look at your expenses together mm-hmm. and, and a lot of that is, is talking and, and even acknowledging the goals. Like it's really important for me to make this improvement to the house. And I would say in our household, my wife, Shannon, like she's often the one who's saying, it's really important to me for us to do this trip as a family. And 
And it's and rather than having it be this back of the sort of this tension that lies mm-hmm. just just outside of the conversation, when mm-hmm. we actually can hear it, when I hear her say that, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I actually love that time when we can take a vacation and we're out together as a as a foursome, and let's make that happen. And so mm-hmm. it gets vocalized. It's not that our goals exactly match each other, but we can mm-hmm. we start talking about the goals. We start to calibrate, and so. Yeah. Tackle the misinformation, start having the conversation about goals. And again, that you may not have the same goals, but merely talking about them, they'll, you'll start to empathize for each other's goals and you can start to creatively come up with ideas for how you can both accommodate those goals. Mm-hmm. And if you can address both of those, you're on a much firmer footing as a couple I don't think that gets discussed enough, especially when you're in a relationship and you're both having your input, is how helpful it is to have that clarity, to have the numbers in front of you where you might think, oh, this vacation and fixing up the house, maybe it's updating the bathroom, the kitchen, bedroom, something. We can't do both. But when you have the numbers in front of you, you're thinking we can we're going to have to space this out or how are we going to do this? Now you're working together as a team because you have that information in front of you because kind of circling back to this, a budget really should be reflective of what's going on in your life and what matters to you and kind of helping you get to where you want to go based on where you are now. That's right. The budget is a way to manifest your priorities and, and your goals are part of your priorities and, and the budget is a way to help make them happen. And if you have a budget, your odds of actually getting there and achieving them go up vastly because you're coming up with a methodical way to do it, which is the same. If you want to run a marathon, you're much better off saying, okay, I'm going to try to run a mile tomorrow. And then next I'm going to run three miles and then I'm going to build up and build up. And you'll know along the way, am I on track or not? And if you don't track how much you go out to run, it's a little harder to know if you're actually going to get to that marathon because a marathon mm-hmm. requires getting out there and running a specific distance. Yeah, exactly. Now we've, we talked about kind of like high level, you know, what yes. the uh, budget yes. can do and, and empowering, but you know, when you're actually putting pen to the paper or a spreadsheet and you're filling sure. that out, yep. there's so many ways you can do a budget. Now yeah. you kind of get to see what templates people use. You have an idea sure. a teller. I'd love to know, first of all, as the CEO founder, what you see, and then kind of get your personal take about how you budget as a family too. Yeah, it's as varied as you might imagine. And what I have come to believe makes for an effective budget Mm -hmm. is coming up with a workflow that reflects how you think, how you work, and your goals. And mm-hmm. an analogy is if we're both listening to a talk and we're taking notes, my notes on my notebook are going to look mm-hmm. different than yours because my goals are different. My brain works differently. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get something different out of it. And so embrace that flexibility, right? Mm-hmm. Yours is going to look different than mine. Uh, to pick a few examples, one of our customers, we don't, as a privacy first solution, we don't see yeah. our customers' data. We don't see their budgets. Yeah. But occasionally customers are really excited and they want to share it with us. And so they'll take a screenshot or they'll mm-hmm. share their spreadsheet with us or they'll just talk about it. And it's, it's always fun to hear what they're doing. So one area that's really interesting, which mm-hmm. I think will resonate to anyone who's tried this before, is there's a lot of variance around how people think about categories. And I'll pick one mm. extreme, which is at an extreme, there are some people who are like, let's not get lost in the details of categories. Let's have our discretionary and our 
non-discretionary living oh, expenses, two okay. categories. Yeah. And let's put everything into those categories and let's not try to get into the weeds on 30 or a hundred different categories. It's totally elective or mm-hmm. had to do this groceries, gas for the car. Maybe for us, that's a have to do. And, and let's just look at it that way. Another, actually one of our team members, Braston, the way he and his family budget, which I really like is every month <clears throat> they have a clean sheet and they look mm-hmm. at and they see their transactions come in from the feeds from Tiller Money. As that month accumulates, they sort of budget, manage, manage work with that data in that month mm-hmm. uh, and then wipe it out. Basically make a copy of that, throw it into another sheet. And then the next month they start with a new sheet. And it's mm-hmm. sort of a clean slate, which also gives yeah. you the flexibility like this month, we may slice things this way. Next month, we may mm-hmm. do it differently. Yeah. Uh, the kind of reports, the analysis, the categories you use can vary month to month because each month is a new sheet. We have our, the, at Tiller Money, we have our foundation template, which mm-hmm. is a, a middle of the road approach to mm-hmm. budgeting and and provides a, a place for people to start. Also, because it's built in a Google Sheet spreadsheet, gives people a lot of flexibility. But it is really interesting to see the the directions people take. I think I got to make it work for you and and own it and make it yours, and that'll make it stick. Yeah, absolutely. One of the mistakes, and we made this too when we first started the budget. We went with a template, and we in our minds thought we were going to follow this exactly, but it really didn't reflect who we were. And our spending actually just caused more frustration because whoever created that budget template was fine for them. So yes. I, I love how you talk about that. And then also it's good to optimize your budget. I know that I'm trying to get everything in check. Do want to spend less than you earn, but realistically, and actually To enjoy life, there's going to be certain things that you spend money on that bring you some kind of joy at some kind of level. And I know I have mine, it's books. That's like one of my things or, you know, weekend trips. How about you? How do you, you know, find that balance of spending and not feeling guilty about it, uh, enjoying it? Yeah, no, that's it. That's a good question. And especially right now, right? I think Mm -hmm. when I think about the best spending we've done that has given us tremendous joy. What comes to the top of my mind is a new bike we just bought for our 10 year old. And and we're doing a lot of biking as a family. So his bike became our seven year old's bike and he got Mm. a new bike Mm -hmm. and we put miles on it this month. It's about a month old now. And, and he's not been on it on his own. We've been out on family rides in, and it's, so that's Mm. been an incredible win. I, I think a good book Deep Work by Cal Newport right now, which I'm really enjoying. Oh, I enjoying. love that. And, yeah. And so a, a good book is, that's one way I enjoy mm-hmm. spending money. The other thing I'd say right now is there's some real big needs out there. And one of the things we've been talking about in our family, there's a statistic that came out recently that's just sobering, but one in five children under 12 are not getting enough to eat right now. And we uh, just made a gift as a family to the Cove, which is the local food bank here. But mm-hmm. I think that's that's really meaningful for us and also something that gives us some small sense of trying to contribute in areas where we can at a time that's really hurting for a lot of people. So yeah. when I think about where we spent money this month, those are those are those are stories that come to mind. Yeah. No, and those are good points because people think a budget is only about saving and investing and paying the bills. But 
when you can share and give, when you include that, you get a joy out of that as well. I, I think that's fantastic. And also that you guys are having a discussion as a family, introducing your kids to that, not just budgets being a number, but budgets as being a, a tool to help you kind of build a life that you want or get closer, one step closer there. segment is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. If you want to live better, you got to bank better. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways I picked up while talking with Peter. The first is track before you optimize. Awareness can be a powerful tool to make a budget that fits you and your goals. So before you start evaluating the expenses, simply track it. You can use an app or you can go with the pen and paper route. The key here is to pay attention to what's coming in and what's going out. Sometimes it is bigger expenses that have broken your budget, but many times it's these smaller expenses, maybe expenses that came up due to stress or certain situations that you haven't given much attention to. Once you have those numbers, you can then start reflecting on whether those expenses are necessary or bring some amount of joy or add some value to you. The second one is your budget should hit those three major goals we talked about. I know with this pandemic, many couples have seen their income drop and they're just trying to hit that first one, which is making sure that their essential expenses are paid off. But long term, if you're going to succeed with your finances, your budget should hit those two other goals as well. When you have enough room in your budget to save for the long term and still enjoy some of it now, you're more likely to stick with your goals and follow through. And finally, your budget should be flexible. I don't think anyone predicted what's happened in this year. And on some level, your budget has been affected. And we should acknowledge that a budget isn't something that has to be absolutely perfect, something that has to be rigid. In fact, the strongest budgets I've seen are flexible enough. They can absorb certain amount of change. And even with a more typical year, we do have a certain flow during different seasons. So your budget should embrace and reflect that. If you're looking to rework your budget and you have a question, I'd love to chat about this some more. Please join us in our Thriving Families Facebook group. We're here to help one another out with our big goals. Just go to couplemoney.com FB. I hope these tips make the conversations about building a budget that fits you much easier and a little more excited about getting it done. Special thanks to Peter for being a part of this episode. If you're looking for a budget that you can customize, check out what Tiller has to offer over at couplemoney.com Tiller. As always, I'll have links to Tiller and other resources, including budget tips over in the show notes at Couple Money. I am so glad we're back for this second half of the season. Next week on the podcast, we're talking debt. It can be a huge weight on any couple's budget. We're going to cover some ways that you can get started on paying it off faster. And we'll also get into how to open up if you're carrying debt and haven't really told the whole story to your spouse. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on that episode. We're on iTunes, Radio Public, and Spotify. 
Finally, and most importantly, I want to say thank you so much. I appreciate your support, not just listening to the episodes, but the fact that we're talking about that over in the Facebook group and that you're sharing your favorite episodes with your friends. I want money to be something that can help couples work together rather than be a stress in their marriage. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.